Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Leader of the Ship podcast. I'm your host, Niraj Peretti, and these are my co-hosts. Abdel Mosin, formerly known as Abe. Hello, my name is Arisha Tariq. Uh, hi, my name is Chan. You can just call me Tonight's topic is going to be transformational leadership. And joining us today is our guest, Sairam Reddy who is currently the head of rewards and performance for the Americas at Standard Chartered Bank, New York. Thank you, Mr. Reddy, for taking the time to meet us today. We're all eager to hear about your experiences with transformational leadership in the workplace. My pleasure, happy to join. So first, thank you again. I really do appreciate you taking the time out to come and come for this podcast. Um, so first, I'd like to give a bit of, a bit of background on the transformational leadership theory. Unlike transactional leadership, which follows the principle of gaining compliance through rewards and punishments, transformational leaders inspire and influence their team through their actions and motivate them to strive ahead outside of their comfort zone. They work with the team to enhance their morale and help unleash their true potential. These positive changes in turn affect the entire business. Transformational leaders are also typically more charismatic and easily gain the trust and loyalty of their team members. Um, there's also many benefits transformational leaders can offer the business. Um, they can uh, invest in the strong, uh, strong relationships and uh, serve the, as the ideal influence, help bring the assurance and the motivation into the workplace, encourage learning and uh, simulation and creative. Now that you understand the essence of transformational leadership, Mr. Reddy, uh, can you tell us more about your background and current position? Yeah, th- th- thank you. So I work with Standard Chartered Bank as the head of performance rewards and benefits for uh, Europe and America's region. We are a UK headquartered bank, a global bank. Uh, we are all over uh, Africa, Asia, and the Middle East and Europe and Americas. Uh, here in the U.S., we are an investment bank, so we don't have retail presence, but our retail footprint is largely in Asia and the Middle East and some parts of Africa as well. So as far as my role is concerned, so I lead a team of uh, HR professionals uh, that work in the area of compensation and benefits. So we take care of uh, benchmarking mm-hmm. salaries and benefits for our folks here. We ensure that we pay them well. When I say pay them well, well uh, against the market. Mm -hmm. And also we take care of our benefits for employees so that they can have a good, uh, healthy work-life balance and uh, their basic needs as well as benefits are met. Uh, In terms of my background, I have an MBA uh, from India. And uh, I also have a global remuneration professional certification from uh, American Compensation Institute. So that's in essence my background and very happy to answer any questions that you have today. Awesome, I'll open up the floor to our co-hosts. So thank you again for coming and sharing all your experiences. We really do appreciate it. Uh, What I ask is as a benefits manager, how do you deal with employees who are noticeably struggling struggling in the workplace? I think that's a great question and timely as well, right? So, so traditionally, if you look at, uh, because your topic is on leadership, right? So traditional benefits would 
encompass your medical, your life insurance, and your uh, workplace benefits, right? So, however, the times have changed, particularly during COVID, mm -hmm. you have to go beyond. So we have a huge mental health crisis that is there. So people working from home, they're not socially connected. So we have opened up our channels to include employee assistance program as part of a benefits uh, package. So through EAP or employee assistance program, employees have access to confidential counseling service. And they also have uh, access to other types of support. So for example, if someone wants to speak to financial advisor to seek some help around restructuring their uh, personal finances, they can get access to that benefit. Equally, if someone's gone through grief, they need grief counseling, mm -hmm. employee assistance program will be able to help them. So this is apart from the regular medical benefits that they receive. So times have changed. So struggling employees now have an access route where they can reach out to a confidential service, fully paid up by the bank, and they can use it for uh, whatever their personal needs are. Great. All right, so how do you help employees challenge themselves and venture out into new waters? Yeah, so that's where the leadership uh, question comes into play. Uh, we encourage innovation at workplace, so, and that's done through not just their regular objectives or goal setting, but also through rewards, right? So uh, part of my job is also to encourage people to take risks and reward them for the risks they've taken. If they've uh, helped the bank and helped the teams and helped them, uh, themselves as individuals to achieve success. A good example is an idea creation scheme, right? So if employees have creative ideas, they can put them into implementation and they can, there are tools and platforms available in the bank where they can uh, lodge their ideas, track progress, and then, you know, uh, show success. So we also have several reward schemes. For example, we have a chairman's award where the chairman of the bank uh, rewards folks who've kind of taken risks and then uh, achieved success and brought uh, laurels to the bank. Great. And our next question. Okay, great. Uh, what kind of uh, benchmarks and uh, measures do you set into the workplace? Yeah, so it, it's again, you know, there is benchmarking for several elements of, of benefits, right? So, and pay. Mm -hmm. As far as pay is concerned, we use third-party providers to give us information on what uh, other banks with similar roles are paying. So we don't directly get the information from banks themselves, but we use third-party providers like your Aon or your uh, Mercer. There are several benchmarking companies which help us uh, with the data. And then, then we make a call on how do we want to position our employees against the available data. Let's take the example of your interns, right? So all of you want to be interns at some stage. I'm sure you must be planning your internship, mm -hmm. right? So. So how do you pay an intern? So, so we use benchmarking reports. So we, we get a report from, say, an external vendor. And then the vendor says that the 
average or the median salary for an intern is say $20 per hour. And that's the data point for us to use. So then I can understand from my business, how much can I afford? So should I be paying them $25, pay above the median so that I can attract the best and then keep them motivated? Or if I don't have the budget, so maybe just pay at the median. So that's so data is there for us to make a decision again based on internal constraints and internal factors. So we use external benchmarking for pay, we use it for benefits, we also use it for businesses, right? So for example, as a bank, although not my domain, not my area, but say for example, someone in investment banking, they have to make pricing decisions sometimes. So they again use external benchmarking studies to see what the market is pricing things at. And then they make a call on how they can pitch in with a price that makes sense, that helps with the deal. So yes, benchmarking is very important and it is used by every function and every business within the bank. Very true. And benchmarks and metrics are actually a vital component of transformational leadership as well to measure the tangible value of employees as well. And my question is, for someone in your position, how important is it to have excellent communication and leadership skills? Very important, not just in my position. And leadership isn't hierarchical like the traditional sense, right? Mm -hmm. So leadership can be displayed uh, at any level, so including young students joining our um, graduate program, for uh, example. What are, how are some examples of young students displaying leadership, if you don't mind? Of course. So, for example, if you have a bunch of international graduates who join us, so mm -hmm. they need to organize themselves. They can chip in and contribute by joining employee resource groups, mm -hmm. which provide a great opportunity for them to display their leadership skills. They oh. can, you know, uh, not just... Uh, ideate and then brainstorm but you know take things to closure lead initiatives which are within their uh, sphere of strength mm -hmm. so there are lots of opportunities but of course as you grow through the ranks uh, leadership is not just about leading a team it is also making sure that people are feeling engaged for that you exactly. need excellent communication like you've asked in the question so Again, my two cents on communication is it's not just about uh, having team meetings or uh, sending them briefing notes from time to time, updating them on what's happening. Communication should be effective. These days with youngsters, you, you need to be very creative mm -hmm. on how you want to communicate, whether it is... Uh, social media or... Yeah, social media is one. Uh, the one that really catches my attention is keep it simple, right? So if you want to communicate a policy, don't circulate a 10-page policy. Mm. They don't have time to read. Instead, look at a one-pager, look at visuals, look at uh, maybe attractive videos, which will take one or two minutes of their time to explain what you want to communicate. Mm. So getting uh, communication from unconventional means will really be impactful, not just the traditional way of sending notes and then, you know, having a dialogue or talking to them as small groups. That was so, very insightful. Thank you. And transformational leadership uh, involves an exceptional form of influence that moves followers to accomplish more than what is usually expected of them. It's actually a process that often incorporates charismatic and visionary leadership as well. Indeed. 
Can you give us an example of a time you demonstrated transformational leadership in the workplace? Oh yeah, I mean, lots of examples, but you know, the one that comes to my mind is, uh, uh, maybe it's too complicated for you guys, but I'll try and make it simple. So we used to have a legacy pension plan mm -hmm. at work. So in a legacy pension plan uh, that delivered guaranteed benefits to pensioners, including existing staff when they retire. So that's really old model. It's going to cost a lot of money for the bank. So we've actually moved from a defined benefit pension plan to a defined contribution pension plan. So that's a big change. The employees are not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. But we had to do this for the larger interest of the bank, long-term you know, financial benefit of the bank. And it is really not the market practice to continue with some legacy benefits. So we displayed transformational leadership the way you've articulated it, right? So we've done this change over a period of six months mm -hmm. and we actively communicated with all the stakeholders. We did briefing sessions for them. We, as I said, you know, we made very creative videos to highlight the fact that this isn't something new that we are doing. Every other bank on the street has already done this. Mm -hmm. Equally, we have also added a small financial incentive. At the time of closing the scheme, we deposited a token $3,000, you know, into their pension funds as a last uh, parting gift, mm -hmm. so to say. Yeah, so I think, you know, end of the day, we were able to do it successfully. Was everyone happy? The answer is no. Mm. But at least they were not totally cut off or totally ignored. Instead, you know, we made it a more engaging kind of a process. Exactly. Not burning bridges. Just Indeed. Yeah. yeah. So now for the next question. Now, would you say that transformational or transactional leadership is more effective for managing millennial and Gen Z employees? Yes, as I've said earlier, so using creative tools of communication is more attractive to Gen Z employees. And certainly transformational leadership will help uh, motivate them, stay, help them stay focused. Mm -hmm. Now, with that, have you noticed any trends among younger employees? Yes, among I think the younger folks that are in my team, they are very, very hungry to do work, good work. So that's one good thing. I think their interest to engage with everyone in the bank, irrespective of hierarchy and trying to achieve is great. So... I think the big trend is they're fearless. That is, that is a great thing. And then second thing is they are multitasking. So if you give them one task, they are not happy. You know, they, they want to do several things in a short span of time, at least give it a try. You know, they may be successful with some, not very successful with some, but they're willing to learn. They are happy to make mistakes, which was, something which I haven't seen when I started my career. So I, I think we aim for perfection, but with this new uh, younger generation, they're willing to take risks and uh, they don't want to perfect things. Instead, they want to try, which, which is, I think is a good, good thing to do. So you, you'll try several things, but you'll get some of them right. And then you can build on those trends. So mm -hmm. that's a positive.
uh, interesting. Awesome. Well, like uh, transformational leadership has a central place in leadership research. So like CDM have shown that the interest in do the and transformational leadership may be exaggerated, and the less approaches to lead may be less relevant as uh, uh, Gen Z and the new generations continue to enter the workplace. It's actually a great point you brought up, Chad. Uh, so maybe we're seeing that millennials and Gen Z actually perform transactional leadership compared to, uh, compared to transformational leadership um, in the workplace. And speaking of the younger generation, one pertinent example of a transformational leader is Swedish teenager Greta Thunberg, who actually raised awareness about climate change around the world. And she began her activism by sitting outside the Swedish parliament every school day, holding a sign that read, School Strike for Climate. And her actions actually inspired an international movement. And she later spoke in public to political officials and assemblies about how world leaders are failing to sufficiently address the ongoing climate crisis. It's apparent that trans transformational leaders have the ability to elevate, mobilize, and inspire others. Um, in the organizational world, this could apply to a manager who attempts to alter a company's uh, corporate values to reflect a more humane standard of fairness and justice. True. On that note, I'd like to conclude the first episode of our podcast. Thank you again so much, Mr. Reddy, for your time and valuable insight. My pleasure. Thanks yeah. for chatting. Thank you for listening, everyone, and stay tuned for future episodes in our leadership series.